0: diese Episode 8. Featuring Jared Scrimger. And we are live. Hello and welcome to The Combat Cast, episode number 8. Today I am joined with Jared Scrimjo. Is that right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. Uh, for those of you that don't know Jared, uh, he is one of the behind the scenes guys. Uh, that has been working with Fairtex Gym for a long long time uh, helping to match make a lot of fighters whether they be up and coming or whether they be at the top of their game Um, so on the combat cast it's really important that um, I provide content to you guys that's not necessarily always just going to be about fighters but it's going to be about people in the sport and people in the game that can um, give you guys insights and knowledge into Um, the sport itself, whether it be Muay Thai or Jiu Jitsu or MMA, in this instance obviously it's going to be more about Muay Thai. So the reason why I've got Jared on the show today is because he is that guy that has been grinding under the radar, not necessarily in the limelight for a long time, helping to promote, helping to manage and helping to matchmake a lot of fighters that may or may not have been struggling to get fights. Um, So I'm really happy to uh, welcome you onto the show today, Jared. Thanks Steve. Awesome to have you here, my man. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Good to see you as always. Yeah, you too, brother. All right, my man. Uh, first and foremost, I want to ask how did your journey in martial arts begin and Muay Thai? I
1: um, guess when I was in high school, I think I was watching Fox um, Sports in Australia. We were mm-hmm. watching um, Muay Thai every Thursday or Friday. Yeah. So in Australia back then, we had Daniel Dawson, John Wayne Parr, and from New yeah. Zealand, we had Shane Chopper Chapman. So. Right. I, legends i really enjoyed that time of my life i was quite enthused about the whole thing um, living in country queensland was very hard to be involved in muay thai There was just nothing out there so at the time i was playing sports yes it was rugby mm-hmm. it was a uh, team sport so i had to wait a while um to, to commonly get into martial arts uh, i think i was like uh 30 39 30 38 i think maybe um, right
0: so you're a late bloomer
1: late bloomer i <laughs> actually would have been 35 or so I'll okay apologize um, i yeah. just finished playing rugby shoulders blown out knees you know the whole story i had yeah hard done by an ex-footballer um I, I remember watching back years ago and, and seeing the contender and, and watching Yod. Contender asia contender asia um, I was drawn to the script of the, uh, the whole series, not necessarily the fighting. Yeah. Um, as a human, that guy—he um, was more uh, family-like and social than, than the others on the show. So it was quite easy to notice that he was a normal guy. You know. mm-hmm. the other guys on the show had an opportunity to bring their, their girlfriends or girlfriends or wives on the show. He brought his mum. So uh he, he sort of started it <laughs> off for me you know, I, I i felt a connection to the um yeah. i was sitting at home in perth one day had nothing to do for two weeks i thought i was going to get on a plane and go to bangkok you know have a look and um i did about a week and a half in bangkok and looked around and I thought, yeah it's, it's just a pretty cool place but i might go down the here and see what Yod does yeah you know? mm. so i went down there and the guys at phoenix are really 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 um really comfortable with me and they asked me to come back and, and and start to train with them I'm like just a nobody you know wow. but sure yeah I went back to work for two weeks and back to Thailand again and uh, the rest is sort of history
0: mm. been coming back for seven years right so that's how it all began just seeing the contender Asia yeah. you know seeing this this uh, this person that you, you felt like you could really relate to yeah and then yeah. just coming out here on a kind of like spontaneous trip yeah. Rocking up to Fairtex, and then you're just like, boom, wow, this is, this is cool, and fe- feeling welcome, and then, yeah, yeah. A lot of
1: A lot of pieces fell in that puzzle in the, in the right direction for me. Yeah, I guess I was very lucky. Mm. Um, but
0: that's just high hospitality as well.
1: Um, if you show enough respect, you're going to get it back. Mm. And I'm pretty sure they can pick a good character out of someone as well. Mm.
0: So what started off as more of kind of like, you you just being passionate about the sport, I mean, growing up, watching it on TV, seeing all, the, all those top guys from, from our neck of the woods, New Zealand and Australia, and then, yeah, eventually making that decision to come out here to Thailand. Yeah. Um, that was how the Muay Thai buzz started for you.
1: That was how it started, pretty much. Uh, I, I trained my ass off for a good two years, and I, I, I guess at my age it was too old. I was too old to fight. Uh, that's when I would met you at the time, and you were yeah starting out as well and, yeah. and kicking a bit of ass. Yeah, um, I sort of knew back then, like, I can't be a fighter. I, I want to learn the industry, so I, um, I immerse myself. around good people. i friend befriended Prem, mm. uh, the CEO of Fairtex. Which, yeah, know, very good friends with. And along the way, I've learned a lot. I'm very, from hand first point um, opinion, I've learned so much.
0: Mm. So. so that's that. It kind of leads us to our next question. Um, what type of lessons have you learned? Um, from being involved in training at FitX and working there and stuff um, and just in Thailand in general, what type of lessons? life lessons?
1: Um, I, I guess really, I've learned a lot about myself in, in Thailand uh, about my character, um, I've become more heavy hearted um, mm. I believe, I, I had to do a lot of travelling and find out about the culture in Thailand you know, in my first two years to sort of understand what goes on here mm. not necessarily in Muay Thai so. I believe if you if you figure out a bit about the culture, as, as in like Buddhism, um, how Thailand started, all of that, mm. I, I think if you immerse yourself with, with Thailand, uh, Muay Thai becomes pretty much part and parcel of it, mm. and they go hand in hand. Yeah. So uh, lessons that I've learnt is like if you pay enough attention and listen to people, uh, you're
0: going to get answers. Wow. Bro, that's a, that's a cool lesson, man.
1: It is. yeah. Uh, it's as simple as you can. Thais are simple people. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're not
0: complicated at all. Mm. Wow, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and what kind of tips would you have for fighters that are planning to come out here to Thailand um, and, you know, they might be looking to fight and compete or they might be looking for, for a sponsorship. Um, what, what type of tips would you have to give them? Um, you know, if they're maybe they're quite good back home but they're looking to make that next step in their career and their journey as a martial artist, and they're wanting to come out here to the motherland, to the Mecca, and um, you know, compete and fight out here professionally. What, what tips would you have to give them?
1: Oh, I guess you, you've got to start with having a lot of, not a lot of talent. Uh, talent's pretty helpful, but I guess this, this thing here that beats the blood through your body is very important. <laughs> uh, you, you're a not going to make it far without a heart yeah. in Thailand. You'll get found out. Right. But I'm saying that once you're here, um, and you find a gym, be very respectful. Immerse yourself, like you keep saying. I think I've said it twice already. Um, don't just go there to train. You, know, you get to know everyone on your team. You you get to know everyone behind the scenes. You, you, they're your family now. So the more you sort of learn about that, that gym culture, the more you're gonna understand what they're gonna want from you. So you go there to train, you train the hardest, do your best. It's not always about winning. It's mm. showing that you can constantly learn, and you're learning goes up uh, you'll do fine Um, like I said you you don't have to be the world's best fighter you're gonna learn while you're in Thailand Mm. to be the world's best fighter yeah it'll get you on the way
0: right I think that's 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 quite cool then and so it's more about the journey and the evolution as a fighter as opposed to like just trying to jump straight to the top you you, it's gonna
1: take time yeah Um, you need to be really patient Uh, Mm. starting I guess from like a maximum entire standard, that's a good opening. And then, uh, of course, if you want to learn to play the game, you, you get to move into the Lumpini or the and stadiums, and and you gradually make your way up and fight overseas and in international stuff. So, right, make a big enough name, max champ, uh, super eight, all those sorts of
0: things. Mm-hmm. You yeah, be well. Yeah, yeah. And then the next step from there, obviously, is getting into the stadiums and fighting high level at the stadiums. Um, and then obviously moving on to, to fighting abroad. So it's not always about winning all the time, but it's about learning, constantly learning and evolving as a fighter. That's is right. That, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, word, word of mouth to get around that, yeah. hey, there's a guy here might win all the time, but you can see he's got heart and he's got spirit, mm-hmm. and, and he knows how to how to play the game. He, you know, he knows what he's doing, and, and the tight trainers will push that, mm-hmm. no, no doubt whatsoever. So. If you're committed to the sport, committed to your gym, you know, there's gonna be a way out for you. You don't have to be absolutely
0: brilliant. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that you just kind of touched on there. So in terms of, I mean, h- how long is it now that you've been working with Fairtex and, and being based at Fairtex? How many years has it been? I think it's going on seven years. Mm-hmm. Seven years. Seven yeah. years, yeah. So in your time that you've been traveling to and from Fairtex and pretty much just being based there, I mean, you've seen a lot of fighters come and go, haven't you? Seen a lot. I've seen...
1: We, we've trialed champions, world champions, mm. and and you'll see them leave after a couple of weeks, they'll run away, they'll disappear. It's, mm. It is hard training at FairTech, so i yeah. yeah, pretty certain there are a few gyms that are on that level that train as hard as them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I've seen people leave because it's in Pattaya as well, and I think we all know what happens in Pattaya. Some people, mm. some get people get drawn into the dark
0: side. Yeah,
1: it's you know? it's a uh, city of sin, or somewhat. Yeah, right. So. Very hard. There's distractions there. Mm. You, you can quite easily see who's going to stay and who's not within the first mm. two weeks.
0: I see. Right. So, you know, the, the 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 fighters that have the focus and the intent to really pursue the sport. Are, are some of the ones that stay longer, is that kind of what you're
1: saying? 100%. We've got guys uh, like Johan Fairtex uh, from yep. France. He's been there for a time, close to three, four years now. Mm. He, his body is chiselled out of granite now, you know, he's so hard. He's used to the training, he's used to the lifestyle. Um, he's very family based around the gym. Um, French are a good example of uh, being very close to ties. And right. You can sort of program them very similar to ties. Uh, I see. You can feed them raw meat, and you tell them to run through a brick wall. they will do it. Yeah, those are the sorts <laughs> of the guys. I'm... Is this go. so? This is in
0: relation to French fighters. French fighters in general, yes. Yeah. Very yeah. much. Um, that's, good... that's that's another thing. I think from from what I've seen over the years, a lot of the French guys, they just they just yeah, they adapt to the sport really, really well, and they they have that same kind of mentality, right?
1: Yeah, uh, and arguably, I, they, I think they are the leading foreign nation in Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. And, um, Without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, the French guys have
0: got something within them that just drives them. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you got like you got France. I think um, I think England's pretty up there. Australia getting pretty up there as well. They've got yeah, a lot. They're of coming of back. Now. Pretty top guys, right? Um, I think those would probably be like the three, like France, Brazil, Uh Brazil. Um uh, True. Yeah, they have a lot of talent coming out too, right? Yeah, very much
1: so. Yeah. I, I you, you, one would think that they're just the, uh, sticking to their own martial arts, as in like uh, capoeira or, or jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu yeah, they've, they've exploded around Bangkok, here. Yeah, there's right. a lot of Brazilians getting around.
0: Wow, interesting. Damn. So, um, as you mentioned before, one of the big attributes is obviously the heart as well of the fighter. So, um, you know, their willingness to just keep driving when it comes to training, and obviously like in the fight itself <laughs> well it <laughs> all starts with goods, training. not giving up yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you've got to treat your training like you fight um, if you've got if you're carrying injuries or niggling stuff and and you don't want to train on it well you're not gonna to do too well in the ring with that sort of attitude so mm. you go to training with those injuries you train your ass off if you forget about it you put it behind you and you mm. do your hard training that's all gonna rub off on you when you're in the ring yeah that's what the heart is for so mm. um if you go into a, a fight the same attitude you train
0: everything's good I you're ready to go right um so the fighters that you've seen that have kind of done done the best over the years or that have survived the longest they have kind of i'm, I'm getting kind of like three things here so number one is obviously their ability to stay focused and not get distracted by places like Pattaya or you know, yeah. whatever, you know, in Thailand. It, it can be I can do it for seven years, anyone can. Exactly, exactly. And then the next thing is obviously the heart. And then the next one after that is their ability to kind of adapt to the culture, you know? So, yeah. you know, talking about like family orientation and things like that, you know, I think that is quite a...
1: Very much so. You, you need that, that's that's your base, yeah. your family. And whether you, you don't, you've got it with your direct family at home, mm communication with them or your gym family,
0: which is now your new family while you're here by the way. yeah, You will get very close with them. Mm, very true, very true. Nice, man. Okay, the next question that I wanted to ask is, where do you currently see the sport of Muay Thai? Uh, in Thailand and abroad, like on a more international scale?
1: Uh, I think there's a second coming for it now. It's it's near another a growth curve at the moment. Um, one championship's delivering it. Mm. Um, it's going global, um, huge in Asia, obviously, but with One Championship also bringing out fighters from out of Asia, Yeah, it's getting out to the countries that aren't necessarily Asian. So it's getting all over the world. Um, one's doing a great job of that. Uh, they're, they're regularly having shows, so mm. it's out there. You can't
0: miss it. Yeah, they've got their own app, it's free publicity. Mm. It's good to watch. Yeah. Uh, I guess from like a like a fan's perspective, uh, for me, anyways, I mean, like I've always my heart's always been number one with Muay Thai, and um, I just I just feel like so excited when I watch Muay Thai fights, you know, on, on on those big shows, especially when you have like a mixed discipline promotion like ONE FC, you know, you get to see so many different components. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's interesting. It is. Yeah. So you feel like it's definitely growing as a sport?
1: 100 um, percent. I, I think it's been a long time since you've had uh, an international standard muay thai promotion and Mm. i can't even honestly remember the last one this standard
0: so yeah
1: to get get
0: one championship to deliver it it's a big coup yeah because most most big promotions will kind of follow more of the mma or the kickboxing route yeah i think um we have to give credit to one on that one yeah that they're you know bringing muay thai into the mainstream spotlight yeah i mean there was lion fight but it's not on the same level as, as One from a production standpoint, right?
1: No, it, it's not, but uh, they're also heavily involved with with, with promoting One. Like, they've, they've sent over a few few fighters from their promotion to One, uh, i.e. Joe Nuttlewood. Right. So it doesn't say they're completely weak. They've had building blocks. Yod won a belt with Lion Fight, mm. and Joe's won a belt with Lion Fight. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot of promotion. a reputable
0: promotion, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like and a high level of fighters yeah. come from there, too. Very good level. There's there's probably
1: about three other international promotions, and you've got your Lion Fight, your Muay Thai Grand Prix, Mm. and my personal favorite, Rebellion. They will supply a lot of fighters going into Mm. one championship at the moment, and they'll have mixed heritage fighters, say, in each one of these promotions. For example, uh, there's a Vietnamese-Australian guy now fighting in one championship. He's fighting in there tomorrow night in his home, or his original country, Vietnam. there's a lot of uh, right. like cross fruits, uh, yeah, uh, mixing, it's good. It's, it's good for right. the sport.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. I think that's something that's quite quite unique to one in the sense that they're able to bring together a lot of different ethnicities and cultures mm. and, you know, all across Asia. And you get these people, like, I know some people that are like, you know, they might be uh, Malaysian, but they were brought up in New Zealand. Yeah. Or for this example, like, you know, Vietnamese, but raised in Australia, and then they get to go and fight in, like, you know, the ancestral motherland. It's a great is, opportunity, it's yeah, win-win. Yeah, yeah, it is, it's a cool... ting,
1: by the way. If ting, exactly. Yeah. You know, you know. No, I don't personally
0: <laughs> Yeah, so that's a cool one. So that brings me to the next thing, you just kind of touched on it there. Um, and if you guys can't see his shirt, Yod St. Clyde, uh, Jared yes. has been quite heavily involved with Yod over the years, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about kind of what that's been like I know that you've got to travel with him a lot and see a lot of his fights and you know he's arguably the greatest middleweight of our era uh, when it comes to Muay Thai so I mean I've been a fan of Yotsin Kai for the longest time and you have been working with him hand in hand for a long time so you know behind the scenes and you know traveling with him what, what, what kind of things can you tell us about your, your experience and your journey with him? Well, well basically he's, he's like one of us uh, mm. just speaks a, a slightly
1: different language of course but mm. he's He's a, he's a, it t- took me a, a couple of years to actually speak to you to even get the balls up to speak to him and he approached me one day and sort of said, well, what's wrong with you? Why don't you talk to me? You hate me. I'm like, uh, <laughs> his English yeah. is actually quite passable these days, right. but um, he, he's a genuine person. He's, mm. he's built on respect. Uh, yeah. You gotta understand for a guy like him, he's been fighting for so long that he's sort of programmed in a way of living. Right and he wakes up Monday to Friday without fails to train, so mm. he, he is yes, he's called the boxing computer, and for yeah. other reasons you can probably understand yeah the same um, but generally, when he's not training he, he's a fun guy to be with. Um, yeah. I really hate being with him on weight cuts he's just a moody, horrible person. <laughs>
0: I don't know many people that aren't moody during weight uh, cuts, though, you know? Yeah, he... he it's, a, it's a depressing time.
1: It's a terrible time, yeah.
0: yeah. It, it, he's one of the worst, but yeah,
1: he's, um, he's special. I, I, I can only say he's a special man for what he's done and achieved mm. over the years. Um, Travelling with him has just been a really good life experience. I, 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 can, I can leave this story of my, you know, my, my children in a few mm. years time and say, oh. I'd, you know, I did this for Yod, or I did that, um, but yeah, it, it's both ways. Yod, Yod's taught me a lot too, so mm. I, I can't say it's all one way. Um, he's taught me a fair bit, and I, I've I've learned a lot. It's a good it's a good win win situation.
0: Mm. So, what do you think it is that's allowed Yodsin play to really, um, you know, fight for such a long time at such a high level against such stiff competition? What do you think it is that's really um you know from like a a makeup of his being given him that ability to fight for so long
1: that's that's an easy question that's his family is his absolute being for for life he he would do anything for his two kids his mum right Right. And, and to make any of his family live an easier life he will keep fighting he will fight without disgrace for another two, three years, he'll have no problem doing it. He'll keep himself in shape to do it. Mm. And knowing that his mother and his kids are going to have a better upbringing, yeah, that's, that's his reason. He will drive for a long,
0: long time with his kids in his family. So Yacht St. biggest asset, really, in terms of his motivation, is deep rooted in his motivation to provide for his family.
1: 100%. I don't think it's really any different from um, Many other ties, whether they're mm. high level or low level, mm. I think you get the, the same sort of response out of them. Yeah. Um, being a, a third world country, yeah, you know, we're not used to this. And then, yes, we'd be more than happy
0: to provide for our family, but it's not to a level these guys have to do, so, mm. yeah. I see. What about from like a, a skill set and like, you know, uh, just like raw, kind of like fighting perspective? That's like, a, that, you gave a great answer there. That's like the deep-rooted, you know, that's like the fire of everything. But if we're looking a little bit more externally, what other, what other factors do you think it is that's, that's made him so great?
1: No, he's very particular. But, uh, he, he's had the same training regime for a long time. He'll go and he'll do his pads. Um, it'll do the same combination. Nothing really changes. Mm. His fight style will change and he'll adapt in the ring, but He's very particular. He, I think it was an old Bruce Lee saying about it's not the man who kicks five hundred times that knows five hundred kicks or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Yod kicks, do, yeah. Well, Yod kicks. five hundred times a day, and he wants them all perfect. You know, like, mm. and they all hit the mark, every yeah. single one of them. He is, he is a computer. He is cold calculated. Wow. Um, he's got an extreme advantage with his eye. I, People say he's a, a great fighter and such. Yeah, he is. Mm. But his greatest asset is his eye. Mm. He mm. never gets tagged besides
0: his last fight. Every, every now and again, he get he'll get But his ability to evade. His
1: ability to evade and it, it, yeah. he dips. He's got boxing style dip. Mm. Yeah, he never gets tagged. He, he's such a smart man with his eye. He, mm. he, you can
0: take all his weapons away and he'll still survive. No, he's got his eyes. Wow, that's a that's an interesting one, isn't it? His eyes. Yeah. So, for those of you that aren't familiar with that quote, uh, the one that Jared just mentioned before, it's a Bruce Lee quote. So basically, it's uh, I do not fear the man that has that knows 500 kicks. And I I fear the man that has trained one kick 500 times, or maybe it's a yeah, thousand. I think yeah, it's a thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But basically, if you can hone and master that one kick, I think Johnson Klai is the prime example of this, isn't it? Pinpoint. He's got that one beautiful left kick, and he has just mastered it. He's done it easily, probably over a million now in his career, right? In his lifetime, yeah. just kicking pads and bags and everything, you know? People know it's coming. They can't mm. defend it. It's just That's right. it's going to happen. Yeah, it's inevitable. You're going to get hit by it at some <laughs> point. A baseball bat yeah. leg. Yeah, I feel like um, yeah, his rhythm and his ability to kind of like... Know when to throw it is, is really second to none. You know?
1: <laughs> it's amazing. He like he's a special talent, and you'll be waiting mm. around 20, 30 years to get another another guy that level. There are a few guys mm. at the moment of his sort of promise. Yeah, we'll have to wait for a few years yet. But
0: yeah, he's he's one in a million. I think one of the things that has helped Yodsanklai to become so great is that he did start off in some of the lighter weight classes, and at a time in Muay Thai sports history. When there was a lot of competition, you know? You, you've got, we were talking earlier, you've got fighters like Nong-O that he fought a lot and that he was able to beat. And you've got other fighters, you know, so many like Sam A and Sam Kaur and all these guys. They're just such amazing fighters. Yeah. So he literally came up in one of the most talent-stacked divisions in the history of Muay Thai and the sport. That's a huge generation of sport. It is, right? Yeah. So, you know, he's got this just this insane pedigree. But then his frame, I think that's probably one of... The things his frame has allowed him to go continuously up and mm. weight and fight bigger and bigger people. Yeah. You yeah. know?
1: Well, unbeknownst to most people, he's beaten Sam A three times. You know? Right, exactly. He, he's fought Gal, his stablemate, and B- Right. You know, he's very lucky. He's um he's got a big frame, as you say. Mm. I not think it's hereditary. His mother's side of the family's quite quite large. Right. Rotund. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, he's like, like a he's a, he's a big solid boy.
1: He's a big boy and when he stops fighting uh, I think he'll tip the scales around the 100 kilo <laughs> mark. <laughs> no yeah. doubt his, his love of food will get him to 100 kilos.
0: Right. What would you say was your most um, memorable fight of with, with Yod when you were there watching him live? What would you say was the most memorable one? If you're looking back and you're like, man, that fight was just so spectacular. What what would you say that was?
1: Uh, I'd, I'd definitely say uh, Andy Sauer in Japan. Like, um, Oh,
0: that one. That had a
1: lot of good history about it. Oh my god, um, yeah. Arguably, I do believe Yod won their first fight, say, 10 years previous. Um, Yod really wanted redemption. Uh, he never spoke publicly about it, but he mm. everyone wants to avenge a, a prior loss. Mm. And the opportunity came up with one to fight in Japan against Andy, and it, it was just a match made in heaven. So mm. there's no secret God loves his small gloves. Mm. Yeah, I pity anyone else who has to wear them, but he likes them. Um, he sparked Andy out in two rounds. It yeah. was it was brutal. Yeah. Um. There was a bit of satisfaction there, but like uh, it was very uh, humbling for me to be there with him for a moment like that to avenge something. that meant a lot to him mm. on the highest scale, you know, of one. So right. very, very good to watch.
0: So you'd say that fight was probably his most memorable one for you.
1: For me, yes, yes, right.
0: um, without a doubt. Oh my like. Uh, <laughs> I guess being there, and like seeing all the emotions and everything, like knowing yeah, yeah. him so well, you know, he's just seeing all the little small nuances that are going on. Yeah, because he
1: doesn't show much at yeah. all, you know, he, he, he keeps his emotions in check. Once he won that fight, it was, after the fight was done, we were in the tress, dressing room and there was a different man there, there was something like, his life was complete now, he's rubbed out that X off his, off his um, fight record, you know, he's got one back.
0: Yeah. I guess now
1: he just has to beat Sammy Sana <laughs> That's the next <laughs> next part,
0: of the, the next chapter in the story. I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah,
1: Hoping for uh, more time, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow, man. Okay, cool, bro. And you've you've been like kind of like all around the world with him, really, haven't you? All different countries and um, places. Australia, Malaysia, right. Japan. Yeah, like quite a few countries now. Wow, man. Awesome. Um, moving on. I just wanted to ask now. Fairtex, it seems to be transitioning a little bit more these days into MMA. Um, where do you kind of see MMA in Thailand? So more specifically, you know, in Thailand. And do you see kind of like a rise in popularity of mixed martial arts here? Or what's, what's your own opinion? I mean, working working and being at Fairtex so heavily, what, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, it's definitely growing. Um, it's growing all over the world, so it's... Mm it's definitely time and gonna be a part of it now yeah um whether they like it or not um it'll take a couple more years i think with with the the publicity and, and um of what, what stamp and rika and um mm. uh, uh her boyfriend I her name, shannon, shannon yeah you know which is getting um the publicity there they're promoting is getting bigger mm. so um, i'm hoping that sort of rubs off on some thai fighters who might want to you know, branch out and start rolling and doing some BJJ, or right. you know, I'm hoping so. It it should grow. I, I do expect it to grow like most other countries. It
0: has. Mm. I get a lot of people reaching out to me, messaging me, and saying, "Bro, I can't wait for a high-level Thai fighter to learn takedown defense and just crush UFC." You know, yeah. and like you know, we can only hope, right? Like. <laughs> i well, wish like, it was that easy i wish it was that easy yeah i know but yeah. you know if you know kind of like the culture here and how the sport works in terms of muay thai right oh, you know that it's just not that that It's easy. not that
1: easy yeah thais like to stand in front of you when they fight yeah they're not big on footwork so take down defense when you're just standard playing foot still i don't know yeah <laughs> it's gonna take a
0: while it'll take a while
1: yeah but yeah. no doubt you, you look at one championship and i'm probably gonna reference stamp a fair bit here where yeah uh, I think Stamps
0: is probably the best example in terms of someone that has been able to transition from you know kickboxing and Muay Thai at a high level and then move into mixed martial arts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, She's phenomenal.
1: I'm blown away. I'm pretty sure everyone else in the gym was blown away how she won her last, her mm. first MMA fight one uh, <laughs> one pull a submission in the second or first round and then finish by submission in the third round was, but that was like a script made, made in heaven. That was what needed to happen for Thailand. Yeah. And that's what had to happen for her career to She's sort of taken seriously too, that she's not just there to stand up and fight. She she wants to choke you out. You know? Yeah. So that yeah, was For amazing. her to win in
0: that, that fashion, right? Yeah. So for those that don't know, if you've been living under a rock or you haven't been following one FC, uh, Stamp had a big win against the national Indian boxing champion, women's boxing champion. So Stamp is a female Thai fighter um, that has recently just transitioned over into uh, mixed martial arts. And she actually won by uh, rear naked choke. Rear naked choke. Yeah, so you know, that was like a pretty historical moment for, for Thailand, right? It was a
1: huge moment for Thailand and it showed everyone in that stadium that you know, we, we, can, we can also mix it with mixed martial arts. Mm. And hopefully it has inspired, inspired
0: a few other people while they were there. Yeah. And I think that is like quite a, quite a, you know, quite a pivotal moment, I guess, in women's mixed martial arts for a, a high-level Muay Thai fighter to do such a, such a feat or to perform such a feat, right? Yeah. It's pretty, pretty spectacular.
1: I, I can't say enough about it. That was probably one of the most remarkable victories I've seen
0: since I've been at Fairtex. Yeah. Mm. So, Jared, are there any up-and-coming fighters that people should, you know, keep an eye on or, or keep a lookout for, in your opinion. Uh, in Muay Thai or? Um, Muay Thai, know? mixed martial arts, just in general. I mean, I know you're more involved with Muay Thai, so, you know, is there anyone in particular that you think is someone that we should look out for in the future, um, in your opinion?
1: 100 percent. I just happen to be going to Lumpini tonight and uh, watching a young protege, Pongsut, fight for Kopsuit. the uh, Lumpini 130 belt. I think it's 130 um up and coming he's just won eight eight fights or seven fights in a row by knockout and wow that's pretty special uh he just got awarded a jacket for it mm. so so pop, smart. Pop suit fair tips yeah yeah right uh, he's an amazing guy he's a he's a marketing machine he's quite a hit with the young ladies in thailand mm-hmm. as well <laughs> he's quite yeah. marketable and also on the same card too is Tawan Chai, PK Senchai. Oh wow. Uh, I think he's the next coming. Right. Um he's got a big frame. I, I think he can build into an international weight of 67 to 70 kilos. He's special. Um I'd love to get my hands on a guy like that and manage he, he's um, yeah he's a manager's
0: dream and right. a matchmaker's dream. So. Yeah. So there's Tawan Chai and there's also uh, Kobsut. Kobsut, Right, so yeah. Kobsut is on a seven fight win streak all yeah. by knockouts
1: All knockouts um, Wow Very uncommon at Lumpini and as you might know if you've been to the Lumpini yeah. stadium to watch the fights It's not a really big hit with the gamblers, they do not want to see knockouts Right So um, <laughs> it's not good for them, leaves yeah. them out of pocket, it's yeah. great for us Yeah Because there's no coercion at all there, Yeah. So. You've got your, your fighter, he, he
0: fights to his plan, not yeah. what someone else is saying yeah. over here. Yeah. Um, his, he's got one plan, and that is to knock you out. Knock him out, win the belt. That's yeah. quite easy That's to get the it. Plan. I, I can't remember the last <laughs> And you were saying that he's more of a Muay femur. He's a
1: female style, he's a, he's right. a kick punch guy.
0: Right. Um, so there's, there's three kind of main styles, right, in Muay Thai. You've got Muay Fimo, which is like the, the kick punch style, more technical. Then you've got Muay uh, Muay right? Kao. So coming Muay yeah, coming forward, clinch, knee, grapple, elbow. I know you like those style of oh, I love
1: Muay You love
0: Muay cow. And then you've got the the punching style, punch and low kick, big hands, big low kicks. Muay Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you've got those those guys. So those are the three main styles. So he's more of a Muay Fimo, but they they often don't normally uh, have a record, a reputation for having a high number of knockouts. They right? don't at all. Yeah, so that's scary. He's he's yeah. smart. Obviously he's got a high fight IQ to be a more but then he's got a huge knockout ratio. He's just got a
1: natural talent for or he's got natural power. He's got a good power base. Mm.
0: Um, very lucky to have it. And does, where does where did most of his knockouts come from? Is it is it kicks, punches? He m- mixes it up easy. He's quite flush with his elbows yeah. and his boxing. His right boxing, so, so I, sometimes I, it's boxing sometimes it's elbows
1: uh, he he does like to arm trap an elbow so
0: ah, i think you'll find okay. that's what he's probably trying to gun for tonight is right arm trap damn. damn crazy so that's that that would be like more of a, like a local fighter what about more kind of like western fighters are there anyone that you feel like from abroad or, uh, or western fighters
1: uh, yeah Really impressive, Jonathan Haggerty from Jonathan Lund. Haggerty. Okay. Uh, I, yep. I, I'm pretty sure there will be a rematch of Luntang. Right. Uh, when Foo. it comes, uh, yeah, watch out. Uh, I, I yeah. think Haggerty will come back a lot better this time. He's jeez, man. He's a smart boy. He's yeah. got a great style, yeah. and the English should put together some good fighters at the moment. So
0: mm. I think Haggerty's leading the way. Right. So we've got Cobsut Fairtex from Thailand. Tawan Chai, PK, Sanchai Muay Thai Gym. And then we've also got Jonathan Haggerty from England. Those are Jared's picks oh, in terms of fighters to look out for. It burns me to say it. <laughs> I haven't got a Kiwi or an Aussie in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully sometime soon. Hopefully we can soon. Uh, We can run it back and we can talk about some Kiwi or Aussie fighters yeah. on their way up, right? That's right. I hope nice, so. Nice, nice. Time will tell. Alright man, uh, are there any, is there anyone in particular that you want to make any shout outs to, or is there anyone that you'd like to mention? Yeah, Oh, of course. Hi um,
1: Sai, Sai Naji out there. He, he runs the premium promotion of Muay Thai outside of Thailand, I believe. Okay. Uh, Rebellion. Uh, I've all, I get to witness a lot of really cool promotions out there, mm. and this one's the closest to a Thai standard with uh, Thai tradition as you'll get. Um, the marketing involved around it, the matchups involved around it. And mm. It's very personable. Yeah. Sai himself takes a lot of charge in this event, so right. it's it's not so corporate, it's personalized. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's a great show. I suggest anyone that ever is in Australia or has the opportunity to watch it via a podcast or a stream of some sort, watch it because you're getting the best Thai fighters going over there. Yeah. Um, an Australian Muay Thai talent. Very, very strong at the moment, Mm. Uh, as been shown. um, We've sent our guys from Fairtex over, and we're losing against some very good
0: Australians over there. Wow. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree. I think Rebellion is a a phenomenal promotion, and um, you know, you can, if you go, if you guys got got some free time, jump onto YouTube, check it out. Um, You'll see just literally a massive stream of just super, super high-level fights. Um, like you said, the matchmaking is on point. Mm. There's a lot of really good Thai fighters taking a lot of like really good Australian fighters, um, and yeah, they're always just like really beautiful to watch, exciting fights. So, man, anyone can win, hundred percent. can win. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I think that's what makes it such a good show. Mm. They really take the time to to match the fighters up properly. You know? That's
1: right. If you can't do matchmaking properly, the the show to a spectator is mm. gonna have a bad taste in their mouth right yeah you don't want to see a knockout in the first round like like to see that maybe in a fifth round after they've gone
0: back and forth right. like a few rounds and there's a degree of like unpredictability yeah yeah you want that you know flat man, it's good man you're right okay cool now that's a good shout out man all right my man well that brings us to the end of the show thank you so much for uh, coming on to the combat cast no problem, I hope Steve. everyone out there got a lot from uh, this lovely gentleman over here and that um, you picked up some tips if you're looking to come out here to Thailand Um, but yeah bro thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate your time man thanks steve my pleasure my man (laughs) (laughs) hey guys steve here if you like the content please don't forget to press like and subscribe to stay up to date with the most recent episodes i'll see you guys on the next one